Welcome to the 9667 podcast, everyone. On today's show, we are excited to have one of the very best authors of children's books. Using her fantastic imagination, she has released a series including Sally Ramble's books and Bumper and Friends. She hosts writing workshops and is known for creating the sport Dragon Ball. So with that, would our 9667 podcast guest please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi there, thanks so much for having me. I'm Jenny and my author name is JT Scott and I've written a series of books um, all about castles and dragons and adventures and they're really for anyone who likes castles and dragons. Um, and then I've written a series of books for younger readers as well, Bumper and Friends. Um, so that's me, I'm Jenny, I'm an author. Hi Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, so my first question to you is, when did you decide you wanted to become an author? Well, it was probably when I was at school. Uh, I used to write little stories for my Playmobil and Lego characters. And then as I got older, my stories got longer. And then the first published book is Sammy Rambles and the Floating Circus. Um, I wrote that when I was about 22, 22, 23. Um, but it did take a lot longer to actually get it published. But that was definitely my my first book that I wrote. Uh, Jenny, may I ask how long did it take for you to write your first book? Well, uh, six months, I think. It was all pen and paper. Um, and I was writing literally every minute of every day that I had spare. Um, so whether I was boiling the kettle for a cup of tea, I was writing something. Whether it was last thing at night, first thing in the morning. But... With my full-time job it was a little bit tricky to write all day long um at the time so it was literally writing probably yeah probably about six months would be um about how long it took wow that's that's crazy that's like compared to me like i was writing for what two years that's crazy so what's the most challenging part about writing and and, what, and why would you say that it would be for me, it's the time. I mean, I love writing. Um, I love reading as well. I love writing um, every every minute of the day that I've got available, really. So just the challenging bit is finding that, that just that spare five minutes that I can scribble down the next idea. Um, there's also, as you know, with the actual publishing part of it, um, that can be a little bit challenging yeah. to, from time yeah. to time. Yeah. But the more books that I've written, the easier that's become. That's yeah that's 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 good that's like reassuring for me if I wanted to write another one I I did Excellent. struggle with the um <laughs> so I wrote stabbed by the whole time because I just struggled so much with you know getting it on kindle and all the like you know demographic and everything and requirements it was it was just hard but we got there so that's it they say that writing a book is probably 10 percent of everything that you'll actually do around the background to get that book into the reader's hands um, so unless you're lucky enough to have an agent or a publisher that does it all for you, then, yeah, there is a, a little bit of a learning curve in behind the scenes to, to get it from pen and paper to published. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I learned so much from you and, you know, from, from YouTube videos. I was just watching, like, YouTube videos all the time on, you know, graphic design and things like that when I first started and, you know, how I wanted the cover to look and things. Um, it's, it's very challenging. The, the whole process for me was challenging, but I loved it and... I'm very grateful for your help. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's lovely that you've got your book out there. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to give you a copy. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. 
Um, Jenny, um, when you get writer's block, how do you get out of that? Oh, that's, that's a question I get asked a lot. And I don't actually get writer's block. I get writer's overload. It's For me, it's like turning on a tap. The idea is just a, coming out thick and fast. So um, for me, a writer's block just just doesn't happen. It is, it is honestly the opposite, that I just need more time to, to scribble down the ideas that I'm getting and then perhaps the discipline to choose the idea that's going to be best for that story yeah, the writer. that I'm putting on. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, if anyone does have writer's yeah. block, um, one of the sort of tips that another author gave me was um, just write things down on a piece of paper, just literally write down a word or an animal or a place they've been and try and spark ideas off of that. But as I said, for me, I, it's it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Lucky. That's yeah, lucky. <laughs> I had so many. I think I think mine when I was writing my book. Um, I'll touch on that in in the outro of my book for anybody that's interested. But um, when I was writing mine, I got so much on writer's block on how you know in touch I wanted to go, especially because I I talk about mental health in mine, and um, you know it's it's our story. So it was essentially like how in depth I wanted to go with something. But that's interesting that yep. you've never gone through writer's block. That's amazing to me. That's wow. And I guess as you read. As you read through Sammy Rambles and the Floating Circus, there's that sort of timeline, I guess, as well. So that having that structure that you're introduced to Sammy and he gets a dragon egg on his first day. And then you've got that progression that the egg hatches into a dragon and then Sammy has to teach it to breathe fire and to fly. And it goes into his lessons at the school and you're kind of following the chronological year. So they have Christmas, they have um, holidays, they have time outside of school they have the school trip obviously up to the floating circus so there was always something following something that huge cause and effect that you get in your writing that something happens and the characters have to deal with it not yeah. deal with it in some yeah. cases how, how would you describe your your writing style you're you're into fantasy how, how would you describe your style um probably fantasy adventure stories with a bit of magic and mystery um, that would be the best best sort of genre for, for those books. With the Bumper and Friends series, those are illustrated books um, for younger readers, probably readers under the age of five. So that style was a completely different writing discipline from the Sammy Rambles novel writing. And I imagine it's a completely different style again um, from your style of writing for your book as well, because it's your story. Yeah. Whereas I'm writing on behalf of my characters in some ways. Uh, maybe when you were younger, who was your inspiration behind your books? Um, inspiration behind the books. I guess I read a lot of Ina Blyton's Famous Five. Uh, my favourite book was The Weird Stone of Brisingerman by Alan Garner. That was one of the books we were set as a, a school book to read. And I remember just literally taking it home and finishing it over that weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so all the all the authors, perhaps the books that I was growing up, the Narnia series, um, the Worst Witch series, um, all of those, all of those style of books. Um, but also, also the, the idea that you could actually be an author that was quite exciting, I guess, when I was younger as well. And now I've managed to do that. Mm. It's still very exciting. Mm. That's lovely. Who, who would you say your target audience was? You touched briefly on Bumper Friends, but who would you say your target audience was for Sammy Rambles? But is there a certain age range for you? 
there's no upper or lower age range as such. When I've taken the books into schools for the Dragon Talks and I've gone into classes from year one all the way up through primary school, secondary school, I've given sort of talks for adults who might want to read the books as well. So the youngest reader, I guess, is probably six or seven. The majority of readers are probably primary school, secondary school age. But there's also a huge audience, perhaps in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who've read other magic and mystery books in the past. They want the next adventure in that series. The oldest reader is 98. Yeah. So literally all ages. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Oh. Um, Sorry, carry on. I was just going to say thank you. It's, um, it's lovely to be able to write something that's enjoyed by all different ages and people all around the world. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, would you give our listeners a summary um, of the Stanley Rambles books? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, I can read to you the, the back of The Floating Circus. Oh, um, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Cool. So Sammy Rambles is given a dragon egg on his first day at his new school. The egg hatches into a dragon called Kyrillum, and Sammy looks after his new pet. He makes new friends, a girl with bright green hair called Dixie Dean, and Darius Murphy, a boy with unusual parents. Things are going well for Sammy Rambles until he learns of a dark fate hanging over the school. An enemy known only as the Shape wants to destroy all of the dragons and close the school. It is up to Sammy Rambles and his friends to try and stop this from happening. I, I could just imagine like a BBC children's TV series. Like. I was just thinking that. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember, I think it was called The Magic Key. I can really imagine something like that with these books. Like would be fantastic. TV series, yeah. that'd be amazing. It would be. Oh my goodness. I think your, your style writing and stories uh, seem to fit that, um, that sort of category, really, that where, where it would be really brilliant for That's the kids to come out from school and, and, and watch like, like a half an hour episode yeah. or something. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, you could sort of compare it with something like Merlin or His Dark Materials that's been segmented into, I don't know, eight to ten parts of a, a TV series, which would be fantastic. Um, or even to go for a, a film. I mean, that would be the dream goal, I guess, to have Sammy Rambles the movie. Oh, oh. let's hope so for you. Fingers crossed. Eh? Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Why did you choose to write fantasy books about dragons? Why did you choose to? That's a, that's an easy question to answer because I, I really love the whole idea of dragons. We've got Western dragons, Chinese dragons, Welsh dragons, Cornish dragons. Dragons are well, St George's Day. Yeah. George and the dragon the dragons are literally everywhere in our, our culture and I just love the idea that it can be a pet but it's got the ability to breathe fire and to fly um, it would just be really exciting I guess to have a have a dragon but maybe you know there were dragons maybe there were dragons like thousands of years ago but, Who knows? but you know nobody knows I suppose there's dinosaurs True. Everyone and goes on about the Loch Ness Monster, so who knows, you know. Exactly, and we've got the Komodo dragon as well, the tiny, tiny dragon. So you just imagine a giant dragon, it would be, be fantastic. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and to those that have an open mind, I reckon, you know, that you, you may see one one day. Possibly. I mean, the, the dragons are as popular, I think, as the, the dinosaurs, the unicorns. And um, people did say, why do you choose dragons and not unicorns? Um, and the simple answer is I, I prefer dragons. I like Maybe. dragons, so I've written about dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how long have you been doing dragon talks and writing workshops? Talking about dragons. Exactly. I've been doing the writing workshops probably for about four or five years now in different schools up and down the country. Um, with Zoom, obviously, it's possible to do them internationally as well which is really exciting so yeah probably about four or five five years with those and again the age range primary secondary school um and the writing work are suitable for adults as well oh, that's really lovely like what's the most rewarding part of doing them best bit i think is when people if i'm doing a book reading in a school and everyone's listening everyone's sort of just for that moment they're suspended in the whole story whilst I'm reading it with them but also in the workshops for the children then to go and actually create their own story that's really rewarding. Um, I had a, a letter from a little boy who said that he was being bullied at school and because Sammy Rambles had gone through that he strong enough that he was able to, to deal with some of the problems Aww. that he was having Aww. and that was lovely to hear and something I never expected to have come out of the books but if, if reading the books helps people to go through things in their life. Um, fantastic. Yeah, that is Yeah, wonderful. absolutely, yeah. Oh, bless that little boy. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Um, and uh, speaking of dragons still, how did you come up with the concept of Dragon Ball? Going back to the, the books, you know, Sammy gets his dragon egg. He actually gets his dragon egg at his school where they have magical lessons. So there's no... English, maths, French, sciences, he has different lessons. And one of my favourite lessons at school was actually the, the sports sessions, the PE lessons. So I thought, well, I've got to include a, a sport for Sammy Rambles and his friends at the school. And I thought, well, they've got the dragons. Why don't we, why, why don't I include the dragons so that all of the children can ride their dragons and then perhaps having watched football and rugby, I thought it'd be a good idea to put a ball in the game, um, but not just one ball. Let's have seven balls and be more of an inclusive game. Um, get everyone able to have a, a touch of the ball or, or to be able to play the game. And as time went on, somebody said to me, well, why don't you make Dragon Ball? I'd love to have a go at that. Why don't you make it into a real game so everyone can play it? So we did, I've worked with some friends and basically the, the game has come out of the Sammy Rambles books, but you can play it at the beach, you can play it at school, you can play it on AstroTurf, you can play it. Um, the Strangest Place was actually in a school library. We just <laughs> pushed all the tables to one side and got the Dragon Balls out of the bag and set the goals up. And they had a, it was a very, very quiet and civilised game, but they played at a walking pace. Um, and then they loved it, so they took it outside and played full speed but the other good thing about dragon ball is you don't have to use your hands or your feet um you can use either you can be in a wheelchair you can be a young player i think the youngest are like two or three that are playing it and wow. then the older wow. players adults we've got children who are studying to do pe as a career yeah 
and to become sort of sports coaches themselves, they can actually take Dragon Ball and teach other people. So we've actually got a Dragon Ball coach and player handbook, which is on Amazon as well. So anyone can actually buy the handbook, get some balls and go and play Dragon Ball from the books. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. I wanna go. I wanna I wanna play. Oh my god, we need to do that. You you it would be fantastic. Three. I think go on. Sorry. I was gonna say for, for World Book Day, um people are probably playing Dragon Ball. That was the other rewarding thing that's just reminded me that people have actually dressed up as Dixie Dean from the books with her bright green hair and oh. gone into school as characters from my book. That was really exciting. That's yeah, brilliant. yeah, that must be like real pull on heartstrings when that happens, you know, it's like really moving. It was. It was. <laughs> you, you touched on briefly in your BBC News Clinton appearance, and um, it's on YouTube, by the way, for our listeners, if they would like to watch it. Um, you know, you mentioned there briefly that you were bullied at school. How did it affect you and how did you get through the other side? that's probably a whole interview in itself to be fair um it's just it was all sort of making do getting through the day was the hard bit um I think it made me sort of quite quiet withdrawn um difficult to sort of be confident in social situations and things so I remember being really shy perhaps when I was at school in school and then I was able to go out and I'd say anyone who is going through that do do talk about it, do find something outside of school or outside of the home if it's happening at home that can be your space, your safe space to either chat with someone or for me it was playing sport that, that really helped. Um, probably why Dragon Ball is so much fun, I love playing and coaching Dragon Ball, um, just to be able to see that reaction in other people who are perhaps having a, a difficult time. You know for me like when, when I went to, I think it mostly was when I was in secondary school, um, I, I had hair like my mum. <laughs> For my viewers, my mum has huge curly hair and uh, I used to have big, big curly hair. And uh, I got bullied every day for it at school just because I looked different. And, um, exactly. you know, I think kids don't know how cruel they can be sometimes, especially at that tender age. I think, you know, they, they haven't yet fully, how do you say it, you know, developed full, you know, emotion and care for others yet. And so, you know, maybe they've gone through a difficult time at home and, you know, they outsource it to somebody that they think, you know, weak. That's, <laughs> um, and it's there's a bad. lot to be said for that. There is a lot to be said for how you're treated is how you treat other people. Absolutely, um, yeah. But with the Sammy Rambles books, I sort of had the choice. Do I look at the, the physical bullying, which might be being punched or kicked or um, someone stealing either money or books or whatever? Um, or the mental side of bullying, which perhaps I experienced a little bit more. It was more, you can't be on our team. We're not inviting you to our birthday party. We're not going to sit next to you in school. Yeah. Um, all yeah. those things that mean mean so much at the time. You look back and think, why was I so worried about someone not sitting next to me in class? Um, but it meant a lot at the time, and it was difficult to to sort of be brave and, and to tackle it. But perhaps writing through the Sammy Rambles books, and maybe that's where it does touch on on people's lives and people can see themselves in that situation and they can see themselves getting through it because Sammy Rumbles can get through it. Very true, yeah, very true. Yeah. I, I can't believe it still goes on in schools um, still. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of experienced bullying at my primary school <clears throat> when I was younger 
and also the comprehensive school. And I, I can't believe that, it, you know, from then, um, lessons haven't been learned. And um, it's so refreshing to, to have something like your books to, for them to relate to. Yeah, and um, let you just mention you were saying it was your hair that that someone was picking on. Yeah, in the books, yeah. I've made it so that it was actually Sammy gets picked on because the other children think that his parents are rich, so they think that Sammy can afford to lose his dinner money because his parents are rich. They'll replace it. They can afford to buy him a new pair of shoes that get stolen, or um, and his parents then move him from the school that I've set into the magical school, but they don't realise that they've sent him to the magical school. And it's then sort of tackling it that Sammy's then on his own, that he hasn't got his parents to step in. And that's when Sammy has to make his own friends to learn the new magic skills to solve the bigger problem that I've created in the dragon world, that the dragons are gonna die unless Sammy and his friends can work out who or what's in behind it. So there's that progression in the story, which I think people quite enjoy as well. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, after Sammy Rambles, uh, Bumper and Friends is your book, next series of books. Uh, could you give our listeners a summary of those? Absolutely, yeah. I can, again, I'll read you the back of, of Bumper, the Bumblebee and Friends. Because um, in the books, I've created about seven or eight characters. And the idea is that in each book, one of the characters is sort of the star character. So uh, exactly. Bumper's actually worried about how he zigzags. Sally the Sparrow, in her book, she's lost her chicks and needs some help to find them. Um, there's the butterfly, which you can count how many butterflies are on the pages. Um, Kirsty the kitten, her story is learning the days of the week. Um, so there's all sorts of different activities within the books, as well as the stories. Um, but yeah, I'll just read you the back of, of Bumper and Friends. And it goes, Bum Bumblebee is worried because he zigzags and all of his friends do something different. He sets off on a journey around the garden to ask all of his friends for their advice. Eventually, Bumper learns if zigzagging is the right thing for him to do. And with those, somebody said to me, well, why, why hasn't Sammy Rambles got any pictures? And I had to confess that I can't draw very well. I'm, I might be good at writing, but I'm rubbish at, at drawing. So <laughs> I did some sketches and I was very fortunate to have a, a friend who does graphic designs and illustrations and over the last two or three years now since the, I started writing the books uh, he's been able to create a bumblebee out of the sort of the figure of eight sketch that I sent him. So we've got Bumper the Bumblebee, Chris the Caterpillar, um, each of them have got their own story. Um, you can see more about each book at bumperandfriends.uk um, which is the main website that I'm just slowly putting together um, but the latest book is called The Three Fish and Friends and that was inspired by a visit to the beach and just seeing sort of the pollution so the three fish and friends are trying to find a solution for the pollution in their book. Oh that's brilliant. Yeah yeah absolutely. I was just going to actually touch on it just briefly there but I was actually going to ask you who your graphic designer was because I think the new covers for Bumper Friends I think they're so adorable and so like so pleasing to the eye and you know I can see kids like picking and getting excited going oh my goodness look at this it's so cute you know I can see that I can visualize that who is your graphic well, that was worth he's called Chris 
And really exciting, sort of hot off the press news is that we're actually doing an animation of Bumper and Friends mm. to pitch to some of the cartoon networks and channels, hopefully later on this year, which will be probably hard work and may or may not be successful, but we've got to try. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Wow. Congratulations. I hope it goes well. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Aww. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I do. Um, what's the main thing that you have learned about yourself since becoming an author? Oh, that's a tricky question. Um, I guess probably that anything is possible that you can achieve probably your dreams, I guess. I, when I was younger, I used to go into WH Smith's and Waterstones and I used to look at the books on the shelf and pick one up and might have been a famous five, might have been the Alan Garner books I mentioned, but I would sit and I would read them. And I guess perseverance and determination, perhaps I've learned that if I dig deep, then I can actually write the book. I can actually get it published. Um, and I said the sky's the limit with it. If the animation cartoon comes off, then that'll be fantastic. In the meantime, if the Hollywood film or TV series with Sammy Rambles comes off, then that's brilliant. Those are kind of, they're, they're not sort of the end goal. It's more milestones on the journey. Uh -huh. Because I think once maybe a film got made, I'd want to do another one. Or I'd be writing books in the background or pursuing the merchandise range because we've got soft toy dragons. There's mugs and magnets and t-shirts and one of the things that I wanted to do was when I go and do the writing workshops and dragon talks in schools the children write their own story and then they can win sort of a, a, a dragon for the best story that's been written or someone who's put a lot of effort in or someone who doesn't normally write they can still have part of the adventure. It's really inspirational. Yeah, I'll have to purchase one for you. I'd love to like support Philly. Oh my goodness. So awesome. Thank you. Aww. Thank you so much. Could you briefly give us a summary of, of your publishing process? I know this is a tough one. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I start right at the beginning, I guess, um, I'll try and rattle through it quickly for you. But yeah, pen and paper. And then it was typing it all up editing, proofreading, reading it out loud, spell checking it. Once I was happy, it was probably 95% perfect. Um, then I was ready to, to send it off. I sent it off, um, printed it out, sent it off in the post to various publishers and agents. Got a few letters back um, saying no or not right now. Um, so I put it all on the back burner and thought, oh, I failed. I failed myself. I failed Sammy Rambles never going to happen and then probably a year or so later I, I tried again um, and that time you've got sort of the publishing houses that want you to pay to publish yeah. so they wrote me a lovely letter back and said we love your books we think it'd do really really well we'll help you get it published we'll get it into all the bookshops we'll do everything you need but it will cost you five thousand pounds wow. and Oh my gosh. I thought I didn't have that money and I really, really wanted to get the books published. And so again, I had to put it on the back burner. Felt like I'd failed, let Sammy Rambles down, let myself down. And then I guess it was 2015 or 16 when I did another search. So again, lessons in perseverance and not giving up. Um, I actually found a place 
which was Amazon. It was called Create Space at the time. It's now Amazon KDP, um, where you can upload your writing. You can create your cover. They give you the ISBNs. Um, and within about half an hour, you can have a published book. So I thought, have I got the confidence to do this? Is anyone going to want to read it? Am I wasting my time? Really had lots of anxiety and stress, I guess, wondering whether I should. And I've got a very good friend called Brad Burton who told me just to, to go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? So that evening, I literally went back onto the Amazon website. I carried on through the setup process that I'd started and stopped probably a hundred times debating and, and wondering whether it was possible. And I pressed that button that said, publish your book. And then it was done. And it was like a whole relief that I, all that worrying that I'd done. And so that was it. The books were then available worldwide on Amazon. And I bought myself a, a few copies as the author and I took them to show them to friends and they like them. And then I was thinking about how do I get the books to a wider audience? And that's when I looked at school visits. And again, the school visits, keep in mind that I've been quite sort of shy and not very confident with myself, let alone the idea of going back into school and, and chatting to children. So I started off small, started off with a, a workshop of maybe six children and then a whole class full. And then there was one day when I went into a school expecting to see just one class and I was led into the main hall and then class after class after class, children after children, they all streamed into the hall. There was still about 200 of them. Mm. And the old me would have just literally dropped the books and, and probably done a runner out of the door. Like I, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but then I thought I'm here now. I might as well have a go. They've all come to listen to me talk about the books. So I did my dragon talk and I was absolutely shaking, but I did it. And I felt so good having done it that it then prompted me to go a bit bigger and to look at the craft fairs and the fates and the different sort of ways of how can I get the books into more readers' hands. And more recently, I've been doing sort of larger events. So instead of sort of a, a morning at a craft fair, I've been doing a two or three day Comic-Con um, to try and get the books to more readers as well as sort of online marketing. So that's when we said back at the beginning that writing the book is probably only a small part of the whole author journey. But it's great fun. Um, That's fascinating. Um, has that been uh, the most nerve-wracking moment for you since being an author? <laughs> I think so. Although I did have, um, there was like a warning light on the car that said that the tyre might be flat. So that was another, you know, just sort of behind the scenes sort of thing. There's nothing to do with the books, perhaps, but it's to do with getting to an event where I'll be talking about the books. Um, that was quite nerve-wracking, um, but yeah, compared with seeing all those children at once, that was quite quite a moment. But again, perseverance, everything is possible as long as you give yourself a bit of time and, and patience and just that time to relax and to try and get it right. I and mean, I haven't really sort of checked the tyres um, as regularly as perhaps I ought to have done. Um, perhaps just a simple check and I would have been able to avoid that that stress moment. Um, but it all turned out all right. In fact, I went on to have probably one of my best best days ever talking about the books. So all was well that ended well. Oh, wise words. Yeah, 
very inspiring. Very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. You just mentioned like um previously on our last question that you know you've done conventions, you're doing like Comic Con and stuff. You've also appeared at um book launches at WHS. I sadly missed your last one, and when I was down at my mom's, and I feel bad. But um, how do you how do you go about getting those opportunities out of interest? How do you go about getting to these like Comic Con conventions and getting in? Half of it is knowing what's out there. So a little bit of research on on the internet um, about upcoming events is, is a good way to start. But also getting into WH Smith was literally picking up the phone. Um, it sounds almost too simple. You think it would be a lot more complicated than that. But I literally rang up the, the store. Um, for me, one of my local stores is, is Exeter in Devon. So I rang up, asked to speak to the manager and said, I think I probably ran it all together in one breath to try and get it all out there. But I was like, I'm an author. Can I come and do a book signing with you? And they said, yes, as if it was just the most normal thing in the world. And <laughs> when would I like to come along? And I was thinking, oh, I don't know. Saturday would be quite good. Saturday is probably quite a busy day. Um, how about next Saturday? Yes, they say that's absolutely fine. Just come along. We'll get the table ready for you um, and see how it goes. Um, one thing I would say with the, the book signings, and maybe it won't be forever, but they do take quite a, a hefty commission. So for me, I had to really pull my socks up and try and actively sell the books. It wasn't just a case of perhaps like with JK Rowling, she's so famous that people will be queuing three miles out the door to, to see her. For me, it was about trying to do the advertising that I'm going to be there in advance. It was turning up on the day. Um, giving people some free bookmarks so that if they didn't want to buy one there and then they could then go onto the, the website later and pick up a copy. Um, but chatting with people, talking about castles and dragons, um, there's a lot of standing up and you're talking about maybe eight hours standing up. Um, so for me, part of that was energy management, sort of making sure that I didn't drink too much um, water and need the toilet halfway through. It was about making sure that I'd eaten some slow release porridge or something in the morning so I didn't need to eat anything until I got back in the car um again it's just that logistics making sure that I can get there with the books and the, I've got a four foot giant dragon that I take as well so oh, wow. um, <laughs> but the, the store all the staff in the store were really excited to to have have me in to, to see them um I think it was quite a, a novelty I guess I don't know whether they have authors in every every Saturday but then I thought, well, I've tried that one store. Why don't I ring the next store? And they very kindly gave me all of the telephone numbers of all of the stores. So I was just ringing around. Um, can I come and do a book signing? And yeah, everyone was really, really friendly. Couldn't ask for any more, really. But it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Wow. Just on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. self-management as well, you have. Down. It it does take a lot of I say a lot of research, a lot of thinking about, a lot of confidence perhaps to to make that first call, because um, a lot of the writing happens behind the scenes. But it is good fun actually going out and meeting the readers and thinking about all of the reasons why somebody either does want to buy the book or also why they don't. I and mean, I've had people come up to me and say, "Oh, I don't believe in dragons," or "My son's dyslexic," or I only read 
um, historical fiction or something, that's fine. They're not necessarily going to enjoy my book and that's okay. But there are plenty of people who do like castles and dragons. Absolutely. Yeah. We do. Absolutely. We do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, most uh, authors have like a, a little uh, sort of sun house at the end of their garden um, to, to um, have their private, private, private sort of time um, yeah, yeah. to study. Um, uh, what's your perfect setting to write in? Oh, I haven't had the luxury of having a, a summer house or something like that. So I've literally always had to create a bubble around me wherever I am at the time. So if the TV's on at home, I kind of can block it out. So I'll be sitting there either writing pen and paper or typing away. Um, when I was writing with my full-time other job, I used to have a commute to work. So if I wasn't driving, then I would be writing some story in the car, um, been known to write perhaps in the kitchen. Um, I said last thing before going to bed. It, it honestly doesn't matter to me if I'm indoors or outdoors, if the sun's shining or if it's raining, I just kind of create that little bubble around me and I could be anywhere in the world um, physically, but in my head, I'm off in the dragon world or I'm off in the garden with Bumper and friends. Mm -hmm. it, it honestly doesn't matter where I write. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so fine. Aww. What what's the fav what's your favourite book that you've you've written so far? I'm gonna say so far because it's gonna be hard <laughs> your favourite one you've written so far, what would you say it was? Oh that that question is so unfair. It's like trying to pick my favourite Sammy Rambles book and I like each of them for different reasons. I guess probably I still have to say Sammy Rambles and the Floating Circus is is my favourite because it was the first one. It's where he gets the dragon egg. It's where you really get to find out about Sammy and, and his characters. And in each book, obviously there's the, the new part of the enemy, the shape that they're trying to destroy. Um, so each one has magical bits, like Sammy Ramble's Land of the Pharaohs book two. I had to do a lot of research around pyramids. So that was interesting. So although the pyramids aren't actually ones that you could go and visit, they are imaginary ones that take place as part of the problem that Sammy has to solve. Um, probably the most difficult book to write was the last book, Sammy Rambles and the Knights of the Stone Cross, because that was really a goodbye book. It was, I knew that there were going to be five Sammy Rambles books, and I think I was actually in tears finishing that one, oh, thinking that it was done. And um, But the Bumper and Friends books, those are, are all exciting, because now that I've got the seven books, those have become a, a real series for people to to read and enjoy um and there's all that potential it's a little bit like the mr men where you've got a new character with a new adventure so in the three fish and friends yes you still see bumper and sally and kirsty the kitten but you also get to meet susie the seahorse and sammy the starfish and there's a whole new set of characters that i'm going to have fun this year writing out the next books so Jenny, who is your favourite character you've created and why? That's definitely Sammy Rambles. Um, or actually, is it? Is it Sammy Rambles? Because I, <laughs> I do quite like some of <laughs> I do quite like some of the teachers that I've created at the school. There's um, one of the teachers, he teaches armory, and he's called Commander Altair. And he was quite a fun character to to write. Um, perhaps my favourite character 
without giving too much away, is Carmandor. Um, Carmandor is one of the dragons in Sammy Ramble's books, and she has a sort of a pivot point in the, the story. And it kind of, when I was writing about Carmandor, if you divide the name up, so you've got Car, Man, and Door. The actual name symbolizes sort of the three things that I wanted in my life. I wanted a, a car, transport, freedom and travel. I wanted sort of a, a companion to go with that. And then the, the door bit on the end is, is kind of a play on words, it's sort of the French gold. So to have, you know, sort of money to be able to do the things that I wanted to do in life. So yeah, the dragon Carmen door, that's sort of probably my favorite character. And, and that's the reason why she's my favorite character. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, There's all these sort of different bit. layers. Just thinking, like, all these different I layers really, in the book. I really like layers of layers of magic and mystery. Um, so you'll you'll notice perhaps that the head teacher at Dragomas, the school that Sammy goes to, is called Sir Ragnarok, um, and I picked the name for mythology, sort of to mean the end of the world because it could be the end of the dragon world if Sammy doesn't solve the problems. So perhaps that's why it appeals to people of all different ages. The, the children can see eight castles and dragons. The teenagers perhaps sort of read it, the relationships developing between the characters. And perhaps sort of the adults are reading it, all the layers of magic and mystery um, with the mythology and, and just that escapism. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just in a nutshell really yeah I would say it, it's definitely amazing how this can appeal to so many different people and different people can take different things from it that's what I find so like great about your book that's it's so cool and it's something that I wasn't aware of when I was writing them I was just I said writing away and just enjoying writing the books and hopefully that comes through but it does you're right it does touch on different Lots of different things for lots of different people. This question might be a little bit difficult. <laughs> um, if you could bring one of your characters to life, who would it be and why? Wow. Um, I'd want to bring them all to life, to be fair. <laughs> that, would, that would be quite cool. I, I, suppose, I suppose it would have to be, because I'm a little bit older than when I wrote the books, uh, perhaps sort of one of the older characters in the books. Um, as you go through, there are sort of um, lots of different characters that would be good. Um, I think I'd have to bring one of the dragons to life, to be fair, and then I'd have sort of a, a pet dragon that could then fly me to different places. Um, so yeah, I think I might, yeah, I might sort of think about that question a bit longer, but yeah, probably one of the dragons would be so that I could go to lots of different places. Yeah, that's that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Flying around in the dragon. Wouldn't be need a car, then. Exactly. Yeah, you would need a car. <laughs> and you'd have a lovely companion, even though it's a dragon. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. And it would open a lot of doors for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny, what would be your advice for someone who wanted to write and publish a book? The best advice is to start. So you can do a lot of thinking around it. There's a lot of people that say, oh, there's a book inside me. Oh, I really want to get a book written one day. Um, the best best way is really 
pen and paper and start and it can start with a word it can start with a sentence it can start with an idea or an emotion but just just start because the best advice is that you can't edit a blank page so the idea is that you write something you write anything and you can bash it into shape as time goes on um but yeah that would be the advice to just literally start writing um but don't let anyone hold you back don't let anyone say that your story isn't good enough or it's too difficult because as we all know you can self-publish the books and it will take about half an hour to get the book from your computer onto the website where it's available for sale anywhere in the world um but yeah just just go for it i think is the best advice inspiring yeah yeah that drive i found that you've got to have that drive to want to do it and I, I I nearly talked myself out of it, didn't I? Several times. So, I was like, I'm no to read this, blah, blah. You know, I always had an excuse in my head as to why to not go forward. And I'm I'm so glad I did now. State of mind, I suppose, isn't it as well? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're feeling down, you know, on yourself, maybe for some reason, you know. Yeah. That that might sort of make you sort of like think, oh, you know. I'm not worth this, you know. Yeah, that was me. That was or... me. I, I can't do this. I'm not good enough at doing this, you know, because I've got dyslexia myself. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I can't write a book. You know, it, it was that mindset as well for me a little bit, I think. That's it. And I'm guessing along the way, someone may have told you that that's true, but it's not true. And you've proved, proved them wrong that literally it might take a bit longer you might need to do more checking but you can do it yeah, and yeah, you've done it absolutely. and it's amazing your, your book is fantastic so oh, it doesn't matter it's good do, do you have a favorite quote from one of your books you know as we're on the inspiring path do you have a favorite quote um there are lots that I could probably pick. I mean, I, when I was writing the books, I wanted to have quite a, a powerful school motto. So the motto that I've given Sammy Rambles is Validus Aureus Draco, which means mighty is the golden dragon. And as you read through books, you'll get to find out more about the golden dragon. Um, but there are lots of, lots of little quotes. I mean, there was one point where Sammy's in a bit of trouble in the books and one of the teachers comes along and, and tells them that it's not going to be so bad. Um, there's one of the quotes that I quite like is, it's always darkest before dawn. Um, so just to sort of say that sometimes you have to go through a few problems to come out the other side. Um, but there are, there are probably lots of, lots of quotes in the books that, that will come through. Um, but the, the main message is, is sort of self-belief and empowerment and that Sammy can solve the problems in the books that I've thrown at him. Um, but yeah, for the quote, I reckon the Validus Aureus Draco. Um, that's the one that I've got on my t-shirts and mugs and magnets. And it's, um, yeah, it's quite, quite an inspiring sort of quote. Awesome. Um, Jenny, would you share your favourite memory you have since becoming an author, please? Favourite memory? Going back so to the school visits. So yeah, so far, um, <laughs> so far, I was asked to do a dragon talk in a school in Belgium. So for me, that then became a, a road trip. So literally packing the bags and books, going over to, to Belgium, giving a, a talk in a school for children age 
in year one through to year six over two days, followed by a book signing, and then followed by getting a message from the school saying that more people wanted the books and could I send some more over to them. Mm-hmm. That has been a pretty cool memory. Um, also had the opportunity through the Comic-Cons to meet some movie stars. So I was able to meet Darth Vader and characters from Doctor Who and Harry Potter. So that's been really exciting to, to meet people who perhaps the other side of the, the screen. Oh, there's loads of loads of favourite memories. I mean, just seeing the face on a, a small child that's just used their pocket money to come and buy a book or they've just begged their parents to to buy a, a book or they their eyes just light up when they see the books and are reading them or I've been sent pictures of children who've had the book for Christmas or birthday presents and Aww. just that sort of that feeling that I wrote that book that they're enjoying. Um, it's It's quite cool. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's lovely. Oh. Share your favourite book that you've read. That would be interesting. What, have you had a specific book that you've read that you've gone, oh, that's my favourite, you know? I think my favourite when I was growing up was definitely The Weird Stone of Brisingerman by Alan Garner, because it's the first book that I felt really frustrated with the author, because if you read through the book, the children are on their quest and if they'd carried on the path that they were going, it would have been a whole lot easier. But they turned back and they went a different way and then they got themselves into all sorts of trouble. Um, and it all turned out all right in the end. But it was just that that sort of the power that the author had to sort of really get those emotions going. And I suppose I've tried to get some of that across in Sammy Rambles. I've had people that have said parts of the book have got them in tears. Um, or they've laughed out loud. Um, so that would be, yeah, that's probably my favourite book because of the way that the author just really got got inside the everyone's heads, I guess, and it, it made you sort of really immerse yourself in the story and it's really powerful to remember that book so many years later. I was just saying when I read the, um, I think it was Stephanie Meyer, yes, Stephanie Meyer, the Twilight Saga books. I was exactly the same with those. Oh my goodness. Yep, yep. I still haven't read Midnight Sun. I haven't read that yet. I need to. I need to get on that and read that. But they were amazing books too. It's good. And it's wonderful to actually see um, every sort of few years there is that magical book like that. So I'm talking about books that are probably written in the 70s and 80s that are still memorable to me. Um, and then each each decade, I guess, has got those sort of powerful books, the Twilight series. Um, I really like them. I was going to ask you, do you prefer the books or the films? Hmm, I think I prefer the books. I will I will admit, um, I'm not a big fan, unpopular opinion, I know, but I'm not a big um, Robert Pattinson fan. Um, okay. or, or Kirsten Stewart fan I'm not I'm not a big fan <laughs> um, but I did, I did prefer the books um, but there you go some people are obsessed with the films I know my mum when she I, I showed my mum the films my mum has the um, box set and she she loves the films and I mean I did enjoy the films but the books are just a whole nother level for me that's it it's like the Lord of the Rings isn't it I love watching the films and the way that they've been brought to life out of the books um, the same with the hobbit as well that's just i mean that's probably is inspiring me that it is possible it might take some time 
Um, but hopefully in my lifetime, I'll be able to see the books made into films. I, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident you'll get there. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully with this Cartoon Network opportunity that it may come up, hopefully, you know, that's on the cards for you. Let's hope, hope so. That's it. I mean, because we're doing a lot of it ourselves, I said I've written the books. Chris has done the illustrations. He's doing a lot of the animation as well. I've got other friends who are going to be recording some of the voices. And it might be that if a big network wants it, then there'll be you know huge changes and they might want to put their own voices in or they might want to change the colour of the characters or the style of the accents in the words or something. But yeah, it's just it'll be really exciting to see how that that extra part of the journey develops. Uh, I believe you're destined for much bigger things. Yeah, I do. I, I'm pretty <laughs> confident myself about it. Um, that, awesome, that, thank you. That's about a nice one. Um, one of my favourite authors is um, Spike Milligan. Um, yep. Uh, who are your other favourite authors? Do you have any more? Oh. I have to say, I've been picking up books from sort of the charity shops. I want to be able to sort of support the local charities and I've been reading just sort of the odd book during lockdown and things. Um, but they're all over the place. I mean, I quite like um, sort of historical sort of defective books and things. I've been reading perhaps sort of a few children's books as well. Um, so yeah, literally all, all different books. And I've still been going back to adventures so I asked for a set of the famous five for Christmas and I've been working my way back through um, some of the Ian and Blyton classics. I, I used to, um, who was my favourite? I think when I was a kid I just had a little brainwave, I, I thought of the Twix and uh, Roald Dahl, there you go, that was my favourite yeah. when I was a kid growing up, I was obsessed with the Twix but yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah I've enjoyed Roald Dahl uh, Jill Murphy's The Worst Witch series. Um, there's um, Barbara Slay. She wrote Carbonell and Calador. They were more good books. Um, the Narnia series, The Hobbit. Um, I said, yeah, probably still maybe haven't grown up, but I love looking back at the children's books that I read, I don't know, 20 years ago and absolutely love, love looking back at those adventures. But I do mix and match my, my reading. So it might be a detective book, it might be a historical book, it might be a romance book. Um, I've got a friend who writes horror stories, so he's encouraged me to read his book. And that was pretty cool as well. So, yeah, all different, all different styles, all different flavours of book. What was the last book that you read? The last book, it was actually my book. It was The Three Fish and Friends. <laughs> so I was finishing that one off. Um, I was actually doing a reading for some friends online just last night. Um, so that was literally the last book that I, I read. So overall, like, you know, we've got loads of exciting things that you've mentioned in this podcast, but for, you know, for the benefit of our listeners that have skipped through possibly, what's next for you overall? Next for the Sammy Rambles, I really would love it to be on the screen. So I'm going to try my hardest to persevere with that. For Bumper and Friends, I've got the next two books sketched out, so they'll be going off to Chris to illustrate, hopefully for release soon. In the background, he's working on the animation, so there'll be the new website and all the bits that 
go with that like the merchandise the you can actually buy a little bumblebee that looks like bumper um so that that would be quite cool to carry on with that um i've still more writing i, I actually do copywriting for customers um to help pay for all my books and the, the petrol to get to places so i'll be carrying on with that um so yeah just just more writing whether it's for me or for other people oh, it's been a, an honor just listening to you and um, you're so talented and um i'm pretty sure that you've got lots of amazing bigger stuff to come your way hopefully you know in uh, cartoons on the tv and and animation um would you shout out um the social media for the listeners yes of course um for sammy rambles it's sammyrambles.com so sammy is in the boy's name rambles as in walking.com sammyrambles.com and then bumperandfriends.co.uk um you can find all of the books on amazon they're all written in my my name jt scott and it'd be lovely if, if people have listened to this and if I can inspire anyone to help write some books or if they want to go and buy a book and see what it's all about, that would be amazing. That's lovely. I will link everything as well in the description box of this podcast for all our listening. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. I'm just, I, I wanted to talk to you so bad and like, I'm, I'm so happy that you're here. And I can't wait to oh, meet you're welcome. you. I'm so excited to meet you when, when it's safe to you, obviously. Yeah, I can't and, wait to um, meet you either, Jenny. Yeah, I'm so excited. Absolutely. I just, I'd be excited to meet you too. I just find that you're so inspiring for so many different age groups of, of people and, you know, in general to not give up on your dreams. You're so inspiring and just thank, thank you. you again for all the support that you've showed us and the love you've shown us, sure. you know, over yeah, my book. That. And yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to to help where I can and to, to come on here for the podcast. And like you said, I cannot wait to meet you as well. Oh, oh, bless you. I will come bury my book for you. I will I will give you a copy of my book for sure. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much for coming on. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. That was JT Scott, Jenny, from you know. She writes the Sammy Rambles books and the Bumper and Friends books. I will link everything that I can down in the description box down below for you guys. And um, I mentioned briefly in the podcast as well, my book, Everlong, which you can purchase as well on Amazon. All of Jenny's books as well are all on Amazon. I will link everything as much as I possibly can in the description box. And we'll see you guys soon. True inspirational lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you guys were moved by this podcast, which is what we were. I feel quite moved and like I'm energized and I've got loads of drive to, you know, do something to create something else now. So check her out. Yeah, check her out in the description box. I'll link everything below, like I said. Um, you know, if you guys want to um appear on the 9667 podcast, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at lauremarie.davidoliver. You can pop us an email um as well. Uh, that will be linked in the description box if you'd like to come on. Until next time, we'll see you guys then. Peace and love. Bye.